Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, welcome again to our Victory Church Weekly Podcast. Pastor Mitch here, uh, so glad to uh, just be able to share the things of God with you again today. I um, get right to it. I am talking about um, uh, health and healing, walking in divine health, what that looks like and how to do it. And this has taken weeks and weeks and weeks on the podcast, but I think it's worth it. I did this uh, several years ago, and I just felt the unction to do that again. Look, we've got, uh, we're living in a crazy um, uh, upside-down time, and there are those that really are seeking to control us in many ways. And one of the things that they are seeking to use to uh, rule people and control people is fear, fear of their health. So they're creating these... Uh, these viruses and such, and then wanting people to take vaccinations and, and shut up and put masks on and shut themselves in their homes, yada, yada, yada. And really, more than anything, it's about control. My encouragement, resist it. Uh, the masks don't work. Uh, I, have the, I have the facts about that. They've done tests on them and, uh, and, and, so, and yada, yada, yada. And then there are problems with the vaccinations, huge problems. This is all well documented, but it's not uh, it's not out in mainstream media America because the people doing this don't want it out there. So anyway, just be aware there's a huge fear tactic and plan behind all of that to control. I just resist all that in Jesus' name because I understand that Jesus Christ is both my Savior from sin and my healer from sickness and disease. And that's what I'm really, really, really excited about. So we're talking about health and healing. Let me say this for the umpteenth time. There will never be a time in your life that you don't need healing either for yourself or someone else. So you don't need faith in God to heal you. And so that's the reason, <coughs> excuse me, that's the reason I'm sharing in such detail about health and healing. By and large, there's not a lot of teaching about divine healing today in the body of Christ. And uh, I've been walking with God since 1976, and I went through that era of time in the 70s and the 80s that the Word of God was just preached so strong uh, by people like uh, Kenneth Hagin, Lester Somerall, Fred Price, uh, Kenneth Cope, many others, just preached the bare-bones Word of God and wanted to instill faith in the hearts of people to receive from the Lord. And I so deeply, deeply appreciate that era of time in my life. And so since those seeds have been deposited in me, I want to deposit those in you as well. So I want to talk about, again, health and healing. And, and uh, the, we, have, we have numbers of lessons on this. If you haven't listened to the previous podcasts, we're going into detail uh, showing that uh, healing is available, showing the reasons that uh, sometimes healing is hard to obtain by some believers because of what they're doing. We've talked about that. We can, we've talked about how you can know it's the will of God. We've talked about the covenant of healing God made with us that is still in force. We've talked about healing in, in uh, Jesus' death and resurrection for us. We've talked about how to receive healing by faith. And now we're talking about 
planting the seeds of health and healing. Talked about that last time. I want to go into that again today. There's more to, re- to receiving healing than just getting prayed for by a person with faith. So again, uh, some churches don't pray for the sick or they pray with the faith-destroying words, Lord, if it be your will. When I was a little boy, yeah, you go up and, the, and, and want somebody to pray for you to be healed and the person praying, the pastor would pray, Lord, if it be your will. That takes all the faith out of the prayer. How do you know the will of God? And so the will of God was subjective to the moment, to the situation. So you never knew whether God wanted to heal someone or not. And it was all based it was all based on the circumstance of the moment. How did you know if God wanted to heal somebody? Well, if God answered the prayer and the person got well, it was God's will. If the person didn't get well, then it wasn't the will of God. That, no, no, that's not how you know the will of God. You don't, the, the will of God is not subjective to circumstance. The will of God is revealed the way your will is revealed. You know, Susan and I have our last will and testament. Hopefully, we'll never have to use it. The rapture will whisk us away. But we have our we have a will. We 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 went to an attorney, and we have a will made up. And that will is what we want to happen to the things we have gained on earth, and we leave them behind and go to heaven. How do we know? How do you know my will? Read it. How do you know God's will? Read it. Where is God's will in His Word in the Bible? How do you know the will of God? By sticking your finger up there and seeing which way the wind's blowing? No. You know the will of God by what God says in his word. So again, uh, again, uh, there's more to healing than just receiving prayer for healing. And you've got to plant the seeds of health and healing if you want to walk in divine health. So the word, again, is like a seed. I mentioned last time the importance of of planting the seed of God's word in your life so you can reap a harvest of health, much like as a little boy we planted over and over every year gardens and we all these seeds and, you know, we nurtured the ground, kept the weeds and bugs away from the seeds and the plants and then just, you know, let the plants do their thing. Let the seed do its thing. And when you plant the seed of God's word in your heart, let it do its thing. It will produce faith. And then it will also produce healing. And we're going to talk about that again today. See, the word is just like a seed you plant in the ground. Remember the parable of the sower in, in Mark chapter 4, where Jesus referred to the person that ministers to the word. The word as a sower, he said, the sower the farmer plants the seed. So, and, and you know, when you plant seed in the ground, Jesus said some of it lands on hard soil, uh, the wayside soil or footpath soil where it's, the soil is just pounded in and seeds lay on top of the ground and don't get underneath the soil because it's too hard. Some people's hearts are so hard with doubt, with unbelief, with unforgiveness, you know, that they just can't receive anything inside of them. They repel everything, every seed that God tries to plant in them. That's the reason that we need to have times with God where we open our hearts and expose ourselves to Him and let Him clean us up and clean us out. That means you got to deal with open-ended relationships that have brought you deep pain. You've got to deal with disappointments. You've got to deal with things that you've done that have hardened your heart towards God or things that you think God hasn't done for you that has hardened your heart. Those, those are things that cause your heart to be soiled and the seed doesn't, doesn't germinate. Then Jesus talked about stony ground or um, 
um, rocky uh, or or rocky soil that hinders the root growth. Yeah, a, a plant will grow, but only only so large because they're they're large rocks. And boy, we have rocks in North Carolina if you've done any digging, right? So, but you know, uh, the rocks hinder the roots from going down into the soil, and and the deeper the root system, and the bigger the root system, the bigger the plant, and the more the more crop you're going to produce. So, uh, rocks can hinder hinder plant growth, right? So we have rocks, we have stony ground, Jesus called it. So we have that. And those are things in our lives that, that we need to allow God to deal with that hinder our spiritual life, hinder our spiritual growth. It could be wrong thinking. It can be wrong believing. It can be relationships that are not settled and they produce irritations and bitter roots and unforgiveness. You've got to deal with that again. Again, it's really important. And then, and then Jesus said sometimes the word, the seed is sown on thorny ground. And there are briars and, and weeds that choke the seed and it doesn't produce the way that it should. And, and he talks about the, uh, the challenges of the world, the cares of this world, the, the deceptiveness of money. And, and just spending our time on things that are not eternal values. And those are things that Jesus called thorns that hinder the reproduction of a seed and, and the germination of a seed. Sometimes we have those kinds of things in our lives. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So again, you know, we got to get rid of the thorns so the seed will produce. So again, uh, there is good ground and some produce uh, 30%, 60%, and then 100% results from the seed being of the word being planted so again if you know how to go grow a plant then you understand and you know the principles to receiving healing again i mentioned last time you don't receive healing from the outside in we receive healing from the inside out i want to look one more time because there are three things i want you to see in the scripture one more time in proverbs chapter 4 verses 20 through 23 where God says, my son, give attention to my words. In fact, this is Solomon talking to his son. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they, my words, are life to those who find them. And my words are health to all their flesh. And then verse 23 of Proverbs 4 Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. There are three things mentioned in these verses of Scripture, Proverbs 4, 20 through 23, that help us understand what we need to do to plant the seed of God's Word inside of us so we can reap a harvest of divine health and walk in health. God's best is not to walk in divine healing. God's best is to walk in divine health where you just repel illness, you repel sickness. And see, it starts on the inside. And what we place on the inside produces fruit. And then the Holy Spirit germinates that seed and talks to us, listen, about all of the practical concerns of life, what we eat, what we do with our bodies, whether we rest, whether we exercise, and then the kinds of foods we eat. He'll start talking to you if you'll get the Word inside of you. You get the Word inside of you, it changes you in a huge way. Three things Proverbs 4 mentions. Number one, he says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. So an attentive ear 
He says, watch what you're hearing. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. So put the word first. What's he saying? Get in the word of God. Symptoms come. The enemy seeks to attack your body. Even before that happens, get in the word. Get yourself ready for the eventual attack of the enemy. Put the word first in your life. Not Google. You know, some people, for the moment a symptom comes, they, well, I let me go to the internet and they type in a few words about these symptoms, see what this might be. <laughs> Don't go to the media. It's not what other people are saying. Uh, on Facebook, it's not what's happening to other people. Well, they had this symptom and this happened, or this person had this symptom and this happened. That's, that's not what Jesus said. That's not what the Word of God said, do. He said, give attention to my Word, not other things other than the Word, see? So, so when, symptoms, when symptoms come, the first thing a person does that's exercising faith is get in the Word. So if you want your faith to produce fruit, Get in the Word before you do anything else. Don't go consult Google. Consult the Word of God. When symptoms come, the first thing is get in the Word. And that is take time to meditate on Scripture concerning healing. Again, meditation, I'll talk about it quickly here, uh, brings the Word of God from your mind and it drops it about a foot and a half to your heart. We have a lot of things in our minds, but how do you know the difference between, between whether or not the Word is in your mind or the word is in your heart. The word that's inside of you and it's in your heart and the seed is planted in you, it, it is reproduced in how you live. You live it out. If it's just in your head, you hear it, but you don't practice it. The word's in your heart, you both hear and you practice it. That's, that's the difference. So meditation does that. And we need to meditate on the word of God. Uh, what, what, what do I mean by that? I mean, I mean, you get the word and you just let it revolve over and over and over again. The best illustration I've ever given is, is two things. You ever mutter to yourself, you, you know, we all have self-talk, you know. Uh, you're talking to yourself, getting ready for the day. Oh, I can't forget this. I can't forget my keys. I don't need to forget my wallet, my purse, if you're a lady. I don't forget. And you're just talking to yourself. That muttering is a form of meditate. You can take that and meditate. That is, you take the Word of God and just mutter it. Say it. Say it out loud to yourself. Or you can do what a cow does and ruminate. You know, when you chew your food, you ruminate your food. That is, you... You, you, you mix it with the saliva in your mouth and you chew, 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 chew uh, until it becomes this mixture that you can easily swallow down your esophagus into your stomach. Well, you got to do that with the word. Don't swallow the word. We don't want to swallow the word whole. No, you got to, you don't want to swallow your food whole. You got to masticate it, chew it up, ruminate it. Do that with the word by meditating. And it's as simple as just, you know, here's Matthew 8, 17. I would meditate that by saying, um, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. One way to meditate that is, that is to just say it over and over, um, uh, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. And you just say it over and over and over and over, a thousand, you know, a hundred times, whatever. That's meditate. It's a form of meditating. Or you can take it in your mind if you're where you can't say it out loud. Maybe you're in the grocery store. Maybe you're shopping, doing something. Maybe you're out taking a walk and a lot of people are around. So, you know, you don't want to, you know, it sounds weird for you to say things out loud because I think you're cuckoo or whatever. But what do you do? Well, you can ruminate it. That is, you know, I would take that and just let it go inside of me that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took 
my infirmities and bear my sickness. And see, as I ruminate and meditate that, I take it apart. You know, Jesus took my sicknesses. Jesus took my sicknesses. I'm meditating right here when he took my sins. Jesus himself took with the same sacrifice that he sacrificed for my sins so I could be sin free. He also took my sicknesses on his body on the cross. <laughs> so as free as I am from, from sin, I can be that free from sickness because that same sacrifice took care of both of them. It's a dual sacrifice. See, I just meditated and just took that verse apart. See, that's another form of meditating. Don't just read Scripture. Meditate Scripture. Ruminate Scripture. Take it apart masticated as it were. Does that make sense? So really important. Then when you do that, the Holy Spirit will witness it to your heart. Uh, meditation increases the capacity for faith. See, it plants the Word inside of us. And when you get in the Word, you activate the Holy Spirit. J.B. Phillips' translation of Romans 8, Nevertheless, once the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead lives within you, He, by that same Spirit, will bring your whole being new strength and vitality. I love that. J.B. Phillips' translation. So again, meditation in the Word. So again, my son, give attention to my word, incline your ear to my sayings. Second thing this verse in Proverbs 4, 20 uh, through 22 says uh, is, is you need to have a steadfast looking. That is, don't let the word depart from before your eyes. Take your, you know, you got to take your eyes at some point off the symptoms. And that's difficult when there's pain involved, soreness involved, irritation involved, or it affects how you how you live your life, but, but as much as you can, take your attention off the symptoms and put your attention on the Word of God. I do that again by meditating in the Word. So if, if all we do is think about what we don't have by looking at the symptoms and feeling the feeling and thinking about how awful it is and how much it hurts and how much it's not improving, that's, that's a telltale sign that my eyes have departed from the Word and I'm looking more at my symptoms and my feelings than I am the Word of God. And again, this takes practice to do this because the natural inclination is to hone right in on what you're feeling and what things are like. But God wants us to put our attention on His Word when they're going through a test with our physical body. A good illustration is Numbers 21. Here are the Israelites. And I'm just going to read it and make comment. Uh, then the people of Israel set out from Mount Hor, taking the road to the Red Sea, to go around the land of Edom. The uh, people grew impatient uh, with the long journey. And then Numbers 21.5, and they began to speak against Mo God and Moses. What have you brought us out of Egypt to do, to die here in the wilderness, they complained? There's nothing to eat. And there's nothing to drink. And we hate this horrible manna. They were belly aching and complaining. Then Numbers 21, 6. So the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people. And many were bitten and died. Then Numbers 21, 7. Then the people came to Moses and cried out, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. Verse 8, Numbers 21. Then the Lord said to him, make a replica of a poisonous snake and attach it to a pole. All who are bitten will live if they simply look at it. That is the replica of the snake on the pole. Look at it. So Moses made a snake out of bronze and attached it to the pole. Then anyone bitten by the snake 
uh, by a snake could look at the bronze snake and be healed. Amplified is so good of Numbers 21 verse 9. It says, And Moses made a serpent of bronze, put it on a pole, and if the serpent had bitten any man, when he, when he looked to the serpent of bronze, watch attentively, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze, he lived. I love that. So are you paying attention more to the symptoms and circumstance or are you paying more attention to the word of God? These Israelites were bitten by poisonous snakes and, and they, were, they were ill and it was affecting them and many of them died. But Moses said, you look at the, you look at the antidote to the to snake bite, you look at that and as long as you look with an attentive, expectant, steady and absorbing gaze, you'll live. Now, see, that speaks to us, doesn't it? Look to the Word. And again, the New Testament, Jesus mentioned this Numbers 21 situation, and he referred it to himself. John 3, 14, Amplified, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert on a pole, so must, so must, so it is necessary that the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross. So again, what are we looking at? Are, you, are we looking at the news media, the latest, the latest stats on the latest virus that may be coming? Are we looking at the latest news blurb from whatever? Are we looking at what happened to a family member or friend when they had the similar symptoms? Or are we doing what God told Moses to tell the Israelites to do? Gaze at the antidote to the problem. Are we gazing at the Word of God? See, if we look at the Word with a steady, expectant, absorbing gaze. If we look at the Word, we're going to see ourselves well. You know, if we look at the Word, we'll see ourselves well. We look at our symptoms or what the culture's doing. You'll live in fear. So see, what's it going to be? I'm either going to live in fear or I'm going to live in faith. If I take my eyes off of the Word, then fear's going to come in. I don't want to do that. What I want to do as challenging as it may be, keep my source of focus on the Word of God. So he says, uh, the first thing we want to do here from Proverbs chapter 4, we want to incline our ear, give an attentive ear to the Word of God. Secondly, secondly, we want a, a, a steadfast look at the Word of God. Don't let it depart from our eyes. And then thirdly and lastly, as I conclude here, keep the Word in the midst of your heart. And we'll come and, uh, and we'll talk about that um, again the next time. So if you keep the word on the inside of you, then you know what? You're going to see yourself well. So let me say what I said last time. I, I keep a whole repertoire of scripture going inside of me. When I wake up at night, I frequently just meditate on healing scripture. And let me rattle this out. I did it last time. Now, I could quote every one of these scriptures verbatim because I've done it for dozens and dozens of years. And, and it's the faith that's inside of me. This stuff's in, and I just keep it fresh. It's one thing to memorize it and, and then, you know, can recall it, but it's another thing to keep it fresh. I read it and then I meditate it on a regular basis. And, you know, um, Exodus 15, 26, Exodus 23, 25, uh, Deuteronomy 7, 15, Psalm 103, 1 through 3. Um, uh, Psalm 107, 20, Psalm 105, 37, um, Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. We just read Isaiah 53. Really, the whole chapter is great, but the first six verses specifically are about healing in the atonement of Christ. Uh, Matthew 8, 17, 
uh, Hebrews, um, I'm sorry, Acts 10, 38, and then 1 Peter 2, 24. Those are all about healing. And then, and then the integrity of God's word, Numbers 23, 19, um, Psalm 89, 34, Psalm 119, 89, Psalm 138, 2, Isaiah 40, verse 8, Isaiah 55, 11, Jeremiah 1, 12, Matthew 24, 35, and then answered prayer, Matthew 21, 22, Matthew 11, 24, uh, John 15, 7, John 16, 23, and 24, 1 John uh, 3, 22, and then 1 John 5, 14, and 15. Y'all, I mean, every one of what I just said, I, I meditate those verses, and I could recall them. I'm not going to take the time on the podcast, but I'm just showing you. You get this stuff inside of you. Those are seeds there inside me, and I take those seeds, and I just bring them back up, and I let them, uh, and I, germ- I, I chew them up, I, I, I ruminate them, masticate them, chew them, and then I think about them. And see, see, what does that do? It takes the word from my head and it places it freshly in my heart. When you do that, you're planting the seed of the word of God. You know what happens? If, it's you talk, if, you're, if you're planting the seeds of health and healing and faith, see, it'll, it'll create a, a, a bumper crop of faith and health and healing and wholeness and sense. And that's what you want. See, see, it's more than just being prayed for to receive healing. Don't, don't try to receive healing from the outside in. Receive healing from the inside out by first of all getting the word inside of you. And that's really, really important. Hope you have a great day. Talk to you next time. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church weekly podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.